Praise the Lord. This is Evangelist Julius Adewumi of the Gospel Distribution Ministry. I want you to listen closely to the message I'm going to bring to you today. It has been a while that many people believe or don't believe that there is a resurrection. So the topic I'm going to talk about today is evidence from the scripture that prove that there is a resurrection. And the, the major, if somebody said, how are you sure there is resurrection? How are you sure there is life after death? The Lord Jesus Christ has proved it to us by him raising himself from the dead. That is an evidence that there is resurrection. That's why he, one of the reasons why when he came, he took his own body out of the grave and he was seen by many and he went up to heaven just like Elijah went up to heaven and just like Enoch went up to heaven. There is going to be a resurrection one day. Well, let's prove it from the scriptures. Even from the Old Testament and also from the New. Starting from the stories of the, of the patriarchs, you see in the book of Genesis that Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, all these people, they believe in the resurrection, that there is a life after death and their body is going to be resurrected to stand before God. And that is why they propose to their people, to the generation after them, that they should be buried in a particular location. An example of that you will see in the book of Genesis chapter 49. Let me read the story of Jacob to you. Yes, there is resurrection. In Genesis chapter 49, beginning from verse 28 to 29, if you have your Bible with you, you can open it and read it along with me so that you can be assured that this thing is in the Bible. For anyone that thinks there is no resurrection, or the thing human beings are just like animals, they just die and that is all. There is a life after death and there is resurrection. In the book of Genesis chapter 49, Jacob, who was changed, whose name was also changed to Israel, he was, after he blessed his children, and when he was about to die, because these fathers, these patriarchs, they believe in the promised future for them. They believe in the promised future and God has promised them in a city, a new city. And that is what they were looking up to. That's why they call themselves pilgrims upon the earth that we are just passing by. In Genesis chapter 49 verse 28, here is what was reported for Jacob. He said, all these are the twelve tribes of Israel, and this is it, that their father speak unto them and bless them, everyone according to his blessing, he blessed them. And he charged them, and said unto them, I am to be gathered unto my people. Bury me with my fathers in the cave that is in the field of Ephron, the Etite. You may say, why does he concern himself with where he is to be buried? Because these people believed in resurrection. And in the end of times, God is going to resurrect all the dead to stand before God. That is, they are going to come back to their body. You say, well, that body is rotting into bones. Yes, God is able to bring the bones back, as he prophesied in the, in the book of Ezekiel. And said, Ezekiel, do you think these bright, dry bones can live again? And Ezekiel said, thou knowest, O Lord. And he told Ezekiel, prophesy unto the bones. And he prophesied, and the bones gathered together and formed bodies. And he called for the wind to come, and the winds came, and the bodies rose up. And God prophesied that it's going to be a resurrection at the end, no matter how dry the bones have become in the ground.
or even if they think they have burned the bones to ashes, God is able to bring it back. Now, there is going to be destruction. Now, you see another story of Joseph in the Bible when he was to die in Genesis chapter 50. Joseph told the Israelites in verse 24, And Joseph said unto his brethren, I die, and God will surely visit you and bring you out of this land, that's the land of Egypt, unto the land which is spare unto Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob. Verse 25, And Joseph took an oath of the children of Israel, saying, God will surely visit you, and ye shall carry up my bones from hence. You mean Joseph commanded the Israelites that when they leave Egypt, they should carry his bones from Egypt to bury him with his fathers. Well, those who don't care about the resurrection, who don't know about the say, what does it matter where your, where your bones are kept or buried? If you are dead, you are dead. No. These men, they believed in the life after death. They believe in resurrection. They are not like the Egyptians that thought that the body will go into another world and then they, they bury some servants with them. That's not what they are talking about. They are not burying servants with them. They just know that their bones need to be in a proper place when the resurrection comes so that when they wake up, they will be seeing people that they already know. That's why he wanted to be buried with his fathers. Just think of Joseph being buried, if he was buried in Egypt, and then on the day of resurrection, and everybody just raised up where you, they were buried, and he looked around, he doesn't know anybody. They were all Egyptians, and he didn't know them. And that was why he wanted to be buried where his fathers were buried, because when he resurrected, and he resurrected, he will be seeing his father that he knew when he was young, and they will, he will be seeing his, uh, his grandparents. And that was what it meant. They believed in resurrection. Now, let me give you another, another chapter here in the book of Job, chapter 19. Job also preached and told us about the resurrection, saying that, saying that his bones will live again. In Job chapter 19, verse 25. If you have your Bible, open it along so this is a teaching, so that you can know that these things are in the scriptures, and they shall come to pass as, we, as it has been written. Because the scriptures cannot fail. God is not a liar, that he, it's not a man that he should lie. Job chapter 19, verse 25. Job was speaking, he said, for I know that my Redeemer liveth, and that he shall stand at the latter day upon the earth. And though after my skin worms destroy this body, yet in my flesh shall I see God, whom I shall see for myself, and my eyes shall behold, and not another, though my reins be consumed within me. So what was he talking about? He was saying, even though his body would have been destroyed, he said he believed that he will see God in his body, which means God, he believed God is going to resurrect his body, himself back to his body, to see God face to face. Now, this actually was to do a meaning. Because he also be saying, I know my Redeemer live, and he stand at the latter day upon the earth. He was prophesying about the Messiah, the Lord Jesus Christ. So that's what, that was what that verse 24. 25 was talking about in the book of Job chapter 19. Job was saying, his Redeemer, the Lord Jesus Christ, the Messiah, will live and stand on earth in the latter days. And when Jesus Christ came upon the earth and was preaching, 
the Bible said after he resurrected some the body of some saints were resurrected with him and we I believe that is what Job prophesied that he will be one of those to be resurrected to see the Messiah during the time he was resurrected in Jerusalem. And that was why he was saying that I know my Redeemer liveth. And he said, And though after my skin warmth destroyed this body, yet in my flesh shall I see God. He believed he was going to be resurrected to see God standing upon the earth in the latter day. And with that has already been fulfilled because the dead the dead saints that were resurrected with Christ, they went up with him to heaven. So you can believe that Job will be one of them. Now, I said there are many other Bible scriptures that point to the fact that this resurrection is true. And the Lord Jesus Christ preached it. The Lord Jesus Christ preached it. Even in the book of Daniel, chapter 12 also, it was prophesied by an angel to Daniel. I'm giving you so many Bible scriptures so that you can know that this thing is real. Is real. And it shall happen. All the dead shall be resurrected one day. So the way you live your life right now, whether for yourself or for Christ, will determine how you are going to be when you are resurrected to stand before God. Those who don't want to believe in resurrection is because they want to live for themselves. They don't want to be responsible to anybody. They don't want to be accountable to any God. That's why they try to make a doctrine that there is no resurrection and human beings just die like animals and they are gone and it's over. No, it's not over. There will be a resurrection where you are going to stand before God one day. In the book of Daniel chapter 12, the angel was talking to Daniel from chapter 10, 11 and chapter 12. The angel was rounding it up and this angel started talking to Daniel in, verse, in chapter 12 verse 1. He said, At that time shall Michael stand up, the great prince, which standeth for the children of thy people, and there shall be a time of trouble. Such as never was since there was a nation, even to that same time. And at that time thy people shall be delivered, everyone that shall be found written in the book. And many of them that sleep in the dust of the earth shall awake, some to everlasting life, and some to shame and everlasting contempt. Now that is the prophecy that the angel was given to Daniel in that verse 2, that many of them that sleep in the dust, that is the people that are dead, he said they shall, they shall awake. That is the resurrection. But he said some shall be awakened to everlasting life. Those are the sins. Why some will be awakened to everlasting contempt. Those are the people going to hell and lake of fire. You don't, know, you don't want to be one of those. That's why you need to believe in Jesus Christ right now and live for him so that you'll be one of those to resurrect in the last day unto everlasting life now that was the story that was all the prophecies that have been preached pre 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 and revealed before the Lord Jesus Christ came when Christ came and he was preaching he even gave some of these parables to prove that there will be so and there is a place where the Sadducees came unto Jesus Christ to ask him about about this resurrection and how it's going to take place or why whether they believe or whether it's going to take place and this is what the logical told them in the book of matthew chapter 22 the sadducees were expected to be people in the temple also like we have the pharisees in those days and then we have the sadducees the pharisees believed in resurrection and they believed there will be there is god there are angels but the sadducees they don't believe any of those they were more secular 
in their generation. Now, they wanted to prove, prove, they wanted to put God to test. And they tried to corner God and say, well, we make it so difficult that God himself will not be able to answer this question. So they came to the Lord Jesus Christ in Matthew chapter 22, verse 23. And this is what they went to ask. They wanted to talk about the, past, the, past, the, the resurrection. The same day came to him the Sadducees. These are the, these are the Sadducees in chapter, Matthew chapter 22, verse 23. The Sadducees came to Jesus. Say the same day came to him the Sadducees, which say that there is no resurrection. And they asked him, saying, Master, Moses said, if a man die, having no children, his brother shall marry his wife, and raise up seed unto his brother. Now there were with us seven brethren, and the first, when he had married a wife, deceased. And having no issue, left his wife unto his brother. Likewise, the second also, and the third, unto the seventh. And last of all, the woman died also. Therefore, in the resurrection, whose wife shall she be of the seven? For they all had her. Well, that was the question they posed to Jesus. They thought, well, we will still make it so difficult. That God will not be able to answer this one if there is going to be any resurrection. Let's make it seven brothers. And all of them have this one wife. Who is going to be the husband at the end? All of these others are going to have no wife. And Christ so said, make them you know, settle their problem for them on that day with the answer in verse 29. Jesus answered and said unto them, Ye do err, not knowing the scriptures, nor the power of God. For in the resurrection, they neither marry nor are given in marriage, but are as the angels of God in heaven. That is, they are going to be as angels of God in heaven. But as touching the resurrection of the dead, have ye not read that which was spoken unto you by God, saying, I am the God of Abraham, and the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob? God is not the God of the dead, but of the living. Now, the Lord Jesus Christ gave this message, this doctrine, this message, doctrine of resurrection, a final answer there. That anyone that is still doubting it is better accept and believe that there is going to be resurrection. Two things were mentioned here. The Lord said, when they shall resurrect, they are going to be as angels. No more marriage. They will be as angels. They are male and female angels in the, in the spirit world right now. The same way, the people of God will be as angels, serving God, no more marriage. And that is to make us to actually see this planet Earth is, is, a, is a farm. It's almost like a farm where God is harvesting, uh, going to harvest human beings to become like angels. It's a farm. The, pro the project that God is doing is to bring human beings and at the end of it all to get sons that will be as angels where there will no more marriage and all the people that are saved will live as angels serving God. However, I will tell you that the, this farm plantation that is what I call farm called the earth where God is producing these crops which is we human beings are the crop. Jesus Christ said the enemy planted some tears also and those are the bad seeds that are going to be destroyed and I will talk about that in a moment. Now, we also see in this chapter, in this verse, verse 32, 
that the Lord Jesus Christ said, Do, don't you remember what God told you when he spoke to Moses? He said, I am the God of Abraham. That is, his present tense. God is still the God of Abraham. Because Abraham to God is not dead. He's still alive somewhere in the spirit world. The carcass that was put in the grave is just like a coat, like a shell. And every, every woman being put off that shell when they die. And the soul and spirit get out of that shell called body and go to somewhere, paradise or to hell. But wherever they are, they are still living in the, in the, in the presence of God. God can still see them in hell. God can see them in paradise. You see. But their body may be in the grave rotting and dried up into bones. But their soul and spirit is the real you. The real you is the spirit and soul in you that comes out of that body, what they call liar's breath. That is the spirit coming out and going, being transported to somewhere. And this is what the Lord Jesus Christ was talking about. That God told Moses that I am, that's present tense. He is still the God of Abraham. And where Abraham is in paradise, God is still seeing him as, and he's still the God of Abraham and Isaac and Jacob. If there were no more, he would have said, I was the God of Abraham. But no, he was not, I was. He said, I am. So that was what Christ was referring to in verse 32. That didn't you see when God spoke to you, he said, I am the God of Abraham and the God of Isaac. God is not the God of the dead, but of the living. Because all live unto him. They are all still alive in his presence in paradise. So, no, assuredly, there is coming resurrection where those spirits and souls in paradise or in hell will be allowed to bring, come back to their body. You say, those in hell also? Yes, those who are in hell also will be brought back to their body so that they can be casted into the lake of fire forever and ever, as the scriptures have said in the book of Revelation. Hell itself is like a location or a, a physical, a, a geographical location in the spirit that we have to be disposed of. The Bible said hell itself is thrown into the lake of fire. That means that location will be no more. It will be thrown into the lake of fire. The same way those people that were here that are brought back to their body will also be thrown back into the lake of fire. You don't want to be one of those. You want to live for God now because it is how you live your life now. And whether you live for Jesus or you live for yourself, that will determine where you are going after death or after the resurrection. But there is definitely going to be a resurrection. Bear that in mind. And in the, first, in the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 15, Apostle Paul make mention of this when he was talking to the Corinthians. In 1 Corinthians chapter 15, here is how the doctrine of no resurrection started creeping in when the devil wanted to tried, wanted to bring the false doctrine. He tried to introduce it to the midst of the church since the days of Apostle Paul. And they started saying, well, the resurrection is past. It started with some people saying the resurrection is past. That, oh, Jesus Christ resurrected, that's all that is going to be. And then later, some people said there is no resurrection at all. And Apostle Paul was addressing this in 1 Corinthians chapter 15. And he started from verse 1. He said, Moreover, brethren, I declare unto you the gospel which I preached unto you. These are people that have already believed the gospel that Apostle Paul preached. And after many years, new doctrines were coming among them. Looked like they were now changing something, thinking that there is no resurrection. Some people came and told them that. And they almost getting confused. And Apostle Paul was trying to straighten them out here. He said, Moreover, brethren, I declare unto you, 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 1. 
the gospel which I preach unto you, which also ye have received, and wherein ye stand, by which also ye are saved, if ye keep in memory what I preached unto you, unless ye have believed in vain. For I delivered unto you, first of all, that which I also received, how that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures, and that he was buried, and that he rose again the third day according to the scriptures, and that he was seen of Sivas, then of the twelve. After that, he was seen of above five hundred brethren at once, of whom the greater part remain unto this present, but some have fallen asleep. After that, it was seen at, by of James, then of all the apostles, and last of all, it was seen of me also, as of one born out of due time. For I am the least of the apostles, that I am not meet to be called an apostle, because I persecuted the church of God. But by the grace of God, I am what I am. And his grace, which was bestowed upon me, was not in vain, but I labored more abundantly than they all. Yet not I, but the grace of God, which was within me. Therefore, whether it were I or they, so we preach, and so ye believed. Now, verse 12 is where I'm going. So now, if Christ be preached that he rose from the dead, I'll say some of you, I'll say some among you, that there is no resurrection of the dead. That is what I suppose. He said, we have preached that Christ rose from the dead. Now, uh, some people now saying there is no resurrection of the dead. Christ came to prove that the body that people think is dead can live again and God planned to make it live again and that God is going to use the same body that he has given to every individual in the end that is the same body or the bones of that body that is going to use that's why there will be resurrection because if God is just going to bring those spirits back and does not need their bones there will be no need for the graves to be open as the scripture said the graves will be open if they are just going to be floating spirits in the air standing before God then there's no need for the graves to be opened. And that won't be called resurrection. But it is resurrection. That's what God planned. Which means all the bones that are in the graves will be brought back to, to become flesh again. And their spirits will be come back into them. That is when it is called resurrection. To prove it, the Lord Jesus Christ, when he rose from the grave, and the apostles thought they have seen a spirit. They thought he was a ghost. Jesus Christ came and said, touch me and feel me. And see that a spirit has no flesh and bone, as you see me have. Christ came to prove that it is the same flesh and bone that they put in the grave, in that sepulchre on that day, that came out. It was the same flesh and bone that Jesus Christ went back inside it and brought out. And that was why they ran to that sepulchre to see with their eyes whether the body was still there. If they have run there, and found that the body was still laying down there, and that woman said, oh, I saw him, he said, well, you are just seeing a ghost. But no, he was no more there. They went to the sepulchre, they did not see the body. And that's when they were wondering that, could he be, could he not be, and when Christ came to them, and they thought it was a spirit, Christ said, touch me and see that a spirit has no flesh and bone as you see me have. And when they were still doubting, he asked them for something to eat. Because a spirit will not be able to eat anything and they gave him something, a broiled fish and he ate it right before their eyes. If it's a spirit, it, that thing will have just dropped on the floor. But it was not a spirit, it was a flesh and bone. And he ate it and swallowed it 
and the thing didn't drop on the floor. So the body that was put in the grave is what came out, and that body was what went up to heaven. And Jesus Christ also proved it even over and over before that time by resurrecting Lazarus and two other people that he raised from the dead. Even though those people went back to die again because there was no, that was not the resurrection, final resurrection for those, for those people. But he himself went up to heaven to prove that heaven is up there. It is not in the grave. Heaven is right above us and not in the grave. However, he took his body out of the grave and went up to heaven. There is, that is a proof that there is coming to be a resurrection. Praise the Lord. And after you have seen all of these things, what kind of person ought you to be? What kind of person ought you to be? If you know there is going to be resurrection, you are accountable to God. And one day you are going to stand before God. So how are you, how are you living your life? Are you living your life for yourself? Or are you living your life to please God? Are you serving the Lord Jesus Christ? Or you don't believe in Him? He is the Lord of all. He is the one that is going to resurrect the dead. Christ said, no man will resurrect except He resurrect them. According to what He said to, uh, in the book of Gospel of John chapter 11, He told Martha, when He came to raise up Lazarus, He said, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth in Me, though you are dead, yet shall he live. And he went further, he said, And whosoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die. Believe it, that least. So Christ is the one that is going to resurrect anybody in the last day. And if you want to be one of those that will be resurrected unto everlasting life, you've got to believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. And you also have to live for him so that you will get reward. If you have said, I believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, are you living for him? And if you want to repent now and ask him to come into your life and make you a new, a child of God, let me pray along with you right now. This is the end of the message. I want you to bow your head and ask Jesus Christ into your heart. Say, Lord Jesus Christ, I believe in you that one day there will be resurrection of the dead. And I want to be resurrected unto everlasting life and not, not to everlasting shame. Come into my heart, Jesus. I repent for my sins. Have mercy upon me. I know you died for me on the cross and your blood was shed to take away my sins. I accept that sacrifice and I become yours right now, Jesus. Lead my life. Help me to live for you and please you. Thank you, Father. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, let me pray for you. Father, I pray for all the people that are listening to this on the radio land that they will believe the gospel and that they will repent and they will accept Jesus as their Lord and Savior and be saved from their sins. And the Holy Spirit come into them right now and lead their life for them. Help them to live right for Jesus and to please God. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. That is it, friend. I want you to write to me and the Lord will help you. Write to Gospel Distribution Ministry, Post Office Box 71027, Phoenix, Arizona, 85050. Gospel Distribution Ministry, Post Office Box 71027, Phoenix, Arizona, 85050 USA. God bless you. There is resurrection and Christ is coming soon. Now praise the Lord. This is Brother Julius Adewumi inviting you to accept the Lord Jesus as your Lord and Savior. If you are a Christian that has been listening to this radio broadcast, I challenge you and I urge you to aspire to the goal of overcomers. Be zealous for more of God. Ask the Lord 
to increase your faith to build you up spiritually and pray for the gifts of the holy ghost to increase and intensify in you so that you can come to the stature to the fullness of the stature of christ that is our goal as believers now if you that is listening to me you are not a christian or you are just a church member you're a church goer trying to do good but you are not really born again you don't even know what it means to be born again you are not sure whether you have been watched from your sins i invite you to accept jesus as your lord and savior today and i want to pray for you right now so that you can be assured of your salvation and so that your your heart and your faith and your spirit can begin to believe the word of god the word of god specifically says anyone that believes in me anyone that believes in the lord jesus christ has eternal life you have got to believe that utterance of jesus and then invite jesus to come out take over your life because he gives a power into the believers that he call being born again and it is this power that rejuvenates us from within that make us to be a new creature in christ the bible said as many as received him to them gave he power to become the sons of god gospel of john chapter 1 verse 12. now you want to receive jesus as your lord and savior i want you to pray to bow your head and pray this prayer with me say jesus come into my heart i believe you died for me on the cross i accept you as my lord and savior and i renounce sin i renounce satan i renounce all ungodliness and i renounce all witchcraft and evil powers and i accept jesus as my lord and savior today come and take over my life jesus and fill me with the holy ghost wash me with your blood from now on i belong to you jesus thank you for accepting me thank you for dying for me on the cross thank you for making me your child amen but i pray for all the people that are listening help them lord jesus christ to begin to follow the word of god to begin to read the scriptures and to understand and obey it and let them be filled with the holy ghost receive ye the holy ghost today in the name of the lord jesus christ receive ye the holy ghost today in the name of the lord jesus christ thank you lord amen i want you to write to me and i will send you some literature that will be edifying to you if you have access to the internet our web address is www.gospeldistribution.org you have to spell that one out gospeldistribution.org gospel distribution is one word www.gospeldistribution.org and you can send us email on the internet our web our email address is webmaster at gospeldistribution.org webmaster at gospeldistribution.org and you can also read all our literature on the internet freely god bless you and see you we see you again next time in jesus name